like if you will describe maybe a typical Ukrainian, uh, it will be a strong person um, who believes in uh, himself and uh, in his country. Uh, this is a people who really hardworking, ambitious, and uh, people who are really friendly to anyone. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital Kiev, so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine, hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help clean the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life. He always told me so many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I couldn't return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19. So this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine, and thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranking number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 100 travel podcasts in Switzerland, top 60 travel podcasts in the UK, top 30 in the Netherlands, top 25 on Apple Russia, and top 20 on Apple Poland. My guest today is Katrina Pavlova. From being part of the Flex program in Bonneville, Utah, where she was an exchange student, to volunteering for civil rights and social action, from receiving a bachelor's degree in intellectual property law at the Kiev Polytechnic Institute, to a master's degree in constitutional and financial law from the Taras Shevchenko University, Katrina was an intern at the Ukrainian parliament, a flex program assistant at the the American Councils for International Education, and now a program assistant at IREX. She has been working for four years with international NGOs as a project manager for youth and journalists for exchange education and media literacy projects. She has been living in Kiev for eight years, and she is originally from a small city in the south of Ukraine, Maybe some of you will recognize it's the city of the nuclear power plant. She is also a lifestyle blogger, enjoying traveling all over, especially the small cities of Ukraine, and is a huge wine lover. Katerina, how are you today? Hello, I'm great, and uh, it's really nice to hear you, and thank you so much for the invitation. Look, we're going to have a lot of fun, and I will begin with an unexpected question, but what is something that you have been really enjoying recently? 
Well, uh, <laughs> really unexpected question because I'm trying to enjoy every minute of my life. Uh, but probably mm, the last thing it was it. Uh, well, on Friday uh, we had a great uh, party at work, but uh, it was a party with uh, our participants. Uh, to tell more, right now I'm working on media literacy program, uh, which is working all around Ukraine. And the aim of this program is to sh to spread the media literacy principles uh, in uh, universities and in schools around Ukraine, to teach uh, teachers and professors, and uh, of course to teach students as well. And of, on, on Friday we started such new initiative uh, as Media Literacy Friday Club. Uh, we will have in future uh, such clubs every Friday, every Friday evening. And so it is like uh, non-formal meetings of uh, people uh, who are interested in the topic of media literacy from all over Ukraine. Uh, we gather together like through Zoom uh, for two hours and share our experience uh, and talk about any possibilities uh, in this topic. So this was our first meeting. We just launched it on Friday and uh, it was great. We had more than 500 participants. So it was a great start. And uh, I hope we will continue to do this work. I love that. I encourage it very much. And I want to understand your heart more. You said, I want to enjoy every moment. Then I have to ask, did you have periods of, of your life where you did not feel or you did not enjoy every moment? Uh, well, of course, I think it's normal for every person to have some bad days or some bad periods in life. Uh, and uh, I just try to accept it as a normal thing. And uh, I'm trying to, uh, to accept all my emotions, even if it's like, sad emotions uh, i try to live through them uh, and to see how i feel to understand uh, my feelings and uh, maybe understand what should i do in future in such moments and uh, what should i do to make myself feel better and happier all of such things it's a great experience no matter if it's good or bad sometimes even bad situations in life can uh, can give us a great experience. I agree with you 100%, you know, and I believe that you're doing a lot of great work, but to people who might not understand exactly what media literacy is and why is it important for professors and teachers and all those 500 people on your first meeting, what is it? Why is it important? And how will it change things for Ukrainian people and people all over the area and maybe the world? Uh, well, it is really important, especially, uh, with, with, sorry, just start from the beginning. We, we launched this project as to, uh, at 2014 uh, in, um, in middle and high schools in Ukraine. And then in 2018, we continued to share this project among the uh, universities. And uh, why, uh, why we started in 2014? Because uh, this is the year when uh, Russia started a war with Ukraine. And what is important is that they probably started and uh, what they do is 
uh, they spread a lot of different information in the media. And uh, media literacy is a tool which can help people to understand uh, the information. Uh, the, it, it is a tool that can help to understand uh, what are the fake news, uh, how to uh, how to use this information, and uh, how not to uh, get some bad impressions or some information which is untrue. Uh, and uh, we started it at schools and universities because it's the first thing where people get knowledge and get experience. And so what we do, uh, our project work uh, works uh, in partnership with Ministry of Education of Ukraine. And uh, we had one of our work is uh, that we are trying to uh, to redo some lessons, for example, like history lessons, art lessons. And in these lessons, we do put some exercises exercises on media literacy in some maybe fun way or interactive way. So uh, students and uh, school children can learn how to get and use information. Because, you know, we live in the world when we receive information pretty much every minute. And it is really important to understand how to, how to use it, use this information. Thank you. So in a way, it's teaching critical thinking when it comes to the information people receive from media so that they think about the biases, angles, veracity, and don't just accept information, but filter which is more likely to be correct and which not, and how to use that information. Did I understand correct? Yes, exactly. And to ask you a bit more, you said yes, when Russia began the war with Ukraine and began its invasion and then began spreading misinformation, you found that it's valuable and important to begin this project and you're working with the Ministry of Education in Ukraine, if I understood correctly. So to continue this and get more specific, was there a day or a story or some specific misinformation that you noticed and you thought, wow, this is bad. I need to be involved in helping people see that this is incorrect or fake news. And what was the specific story or situation behind this project? Uh, well, there are a lot of examples, actually, if you're sometime, even sometimes looking through Ukrainian media or like sometimes we can actually see uh, the news, Russian news. Uh, what I remember, there was one fun story. When we just started our project, uh, a lot of Ukrainian channels, they did a, they did a report uh, or a news report about our project. Uh, and they were talking like uh, that we are financed by uh, US embassy and uh, by the Ministry of Education. Uh, and so uh, some Russian uh, channel, I don't remember exactly which one, uh, they took the video materials about our project uh, from some Ukrainian channel and uh, they put another like subtitles, their own comments. Uh, and there was something like that in Ukraine, they continue to spread propaganda uh, and they are supported uh, by US government. So like that was... That was totally misinformation, but it was really funny because uh, all of my colleagues and myself, we were on this uh, video. 
So this is like one of the funniest thing. But uh, actually, if we will think about media literacy, fake news and propaganda, uh, we even uh, we even have it in our everyday life because I remember like my personal example. Uh, in my Instagram, I put some like funny picture in my stories or whatever. And uh, in like one or two days, a lot of people, they write me in like direct messages that, hey, did you hear this or this? And I understood that this is my picture, that I'm an author of it. But this is not the true news. It's it's fake. And so in my personal example, I understood how it is easy to create fakes, how it's easy to share misinformation. And it's just like everyday life. So it is really important to understand what you get, what you read. Uh, and uh, I think that uh, all people in Ukraine and in the world, they need such tools. Like we do work mostly with uh, educators, with students, but we also do have uh, uh, some content for people in general. So, for example, we do have online course uh, called Very Verified which is short but very informative and pretty much every person can go through this course and get some general knowledge how to use the information. Thank you. Yes, it reminds me that there was research that actually fake news is five times more likely to be shared than truth, which means we live in a world where it propagates so much faster than reality and we need to give people the tools like you said to think critically verify and understand what is happening and your story of creating some fake news for fun and it becoming considered as real is really really a telling anecdote but let's move on a more personal level and i will say you love wine correct yes i do let's go there so to begin what is a story that was the origin of this love for wine, where you're like a little girl and you noticed your parents or your mother feeling so happy to drink a, a cup of red wine or warm red wine as they do it in Switzerland in winter where they actually warm it up? Or was it like you went somewhere that was special and unique and you for the first time tried high quality wine and you were associating travel and that love with it or what is a story that to you either represents the beginning or represents your true love for wine uh well i'm proud for, for this love i'm probably thankful to my mom uh, because she is also a wine lover and this is the only alcoholic drink that she can drink at all that she can drink at all uh, only wine uh, and so uh, in 2013, I was lucky enough to travel to Crimea. This was like the last chance, but we didn't know it in 2013. And, you know, Crimea is really famous for their wine and uh, for their grape factories. So uh, I was lucky enough to, we uh, to went to couple, lucky enough went to couple of them. Uh, I went like on on a special tour, on excursion. I get a chance to drink different types of wine, to hear more about it, uh, to hear about the specifics of uh, Crimea region, and uh, uh, to talk and to discuss about the future of Ukrainian winery. 
And uh, after that, uh, uh, as I, as I also, as you mentioned before, uh, I really enjoyed traveling around Ukraine. And so after that, uh, every time I go to some region of Ukraine, I also always try to visit some wine factories. And uh, I already visited maybe like more than 15 only around Ukraine. And uh, I can uh, I can specify that I am a fan of Ukrainian wine. And I think it's for, for now it is maybe a young industry, uh, but they do have a lot of uh, perspectives. And uh, our people who work in the wine factory, they are great and they are like crazy about what they do. They are really motivated and they want to bring Ukrainian wine on top places all around. Wait, the world. wait, wait. This is very important. So I have to ask you one, why do you go to the factories and not to some like cellars or a wine bar or whatever? And the second, you mentioned how the people are motivated. And now I am guessing one of two things it's either to you traveling and tasting the wines in different regions is in a way tasting that new place and through the flavor, tasting the culture. And it's like a symbol of being so in touch with that new place that you drink it. Or is it that you love passionate people? You love enthusiastic people. And when you go taste the wine and see the passion, love and enthusiasm in their eyes, you feel more alive and you like to connect with such people. And if that was a lot, Whatever t- is something that touches your heart, share it. Uh, well, it's probably all the factors that you mentioned, but uh, maybe the one one of the most important thing is that uh, I really believe that Ukraine uh, have a really great perspective in this industry. And I believe that maybe in 10, 15 years, uh, the whole world will, will hear more about Ukrainian wine and uh, it has all chances to be on top 10 wines of the world so it's really like on can be on the same place with uh, france italy and all these famous countries uh, because it has great perspectives it has great quality and we do have people who are really passionate about what they do and about wine industry as well so probably this is the most thing I do the most important thing. I do believe that the uh, wine industry in Ukraine uh, has a great perspective. Uh, and uh, what else? Uh, well, I do enjoy also drinking Ukrainian wine in the bars with my friends. And uh, in, for example, in Kiev, in the capital of Ukraine, we do have a lot of uh, bars or restaurants who serve only Ukrainian wine. Uh, but why it is important for me also to go specifically to wine factories because I can see on my own eyes how do they make it. Uh, I can touch with my hands. Uh, I can like try uh, the fresh fresh wine, and uh, I also can meet and uh, talk with people uh, who make who make this industry and see how they are really motivated and happy to work uh, in this industry. So, of course, it's really, it also motivates me a lot. And uh, I'm pretty sure that this is also one of the things, uh, one of the things among all others that Ukraine can be proud. Thank you. So, if I understood correctly, it's some way showing the development as well as the culture of Ukraine that the wine can be as good 
as places who are known for their culture and wine, like Italy and France. So in a way, it's showing that Ukraine is as culturally rich as those places. That's one. And the second, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the fact you can see it being made, you can be seeing every part of the process is in a way the same thing that happens when you look and analyze information that you can trust it and know it's not propaganda or fake news. It's when you see the wine, you can get in touch with the original nature as well as seeing the reality of how it's made until the end. And maybe your media literacy projects are in a way to show people how to see the information similar to how the wine is, to analyze how it was made, and to see the end product rather than being someone who goes and buys wine and tastes it without seeing how it is made. So is this a true metaphor? And is the comment on the putting Ukraine on the cultural map through wine compared to Italy and France and places like that uh, a correct one? Yes, you're exactly right. Uh, I'm pretty sure that in like 15-20 years, uh, you will see Ukrainian wine, uh, wine in uh, top 10 places. And uh, uh, believe me, it will be not a fake news. Thank you very much. And look, you are involved, you are involved so much with people like foreigners coming to Ukraine and helping them get the visa and the interviews, etc., as well as maybe smart Ukrainian students leaving and going in exchange programs. And I want you to tell, do you have any stories of like real, that happiness similar to the winemakers of students going abroad through the FLEX program that you remember and touches your heart? And or the, when you had foreigners come and the reaction about Ukraine made you feel so proud that it's a story, you can share some of the details. Uh, well, of course, uh, I will start probably with the stories that really taught my heart. Uh, one of uh, when I was working on exchange program for journalists, so for two weeks, Ukrainian journalists went uh, on exchange uh, to US, and uh, uh, on the same way, US journalists uh, went to Ukraine for two weeks to share experience, learn something new, but also to get some cultural experience as well. And uh, I remember meeting one uh, one guy. He's a CEO of a huge online uh, company in the US. Uh, but uh, it was his uh, second visit to Ukraine. And his first visit was uh, before 2014. So before the things that happened, uh, before the revolution of dignity in Ukraine. Uh, he has uh, a 10-year-old son back in the United States. Uh, and so uh, when all these things uh, were happening in Ukraine in 2013, of course, they were looking on the news. Uh, they were really supportive to Ukraine. And uh, this uh, and uh, the second time he came to Ukraine was 2019. And so he, we were like having dinner and whatever. And in one moment he stopped and showed me a picture on his phone. This was a photo of a picture that was drawn by his 10 years old son. And this is, was a picture about uh, events that were happening in Ukraine in 2014. 
And this is really amazing because this is a young guy. He's just 10 years old. He never been to Ukraine. He just heard some stories from his father. Uh, but uh, all, the, all that he heard, all that he saw on TV, uh, he was so impressed by this that he drew like an amazing picture. And they have it in their house. Uh, they put it on the wall. So this was really, really impressive for me. This is like a small, just a small story, but it, it took place in my life. And uh, also it's really great that uh, every time I meet with some foreigners who come to Ukraine, they are so amazed. All of them say that uh, what they see on TV and what they read on the news, it's completely different from what they see on their own eyes here in Ukraine. They are amazed by our history. They are amazed by all the historical places. Uh, but at the same time, when we go somewhere to have dinner and try some Ukrainian food, they also amazed by this mm, Ukrainian wine as well. And uh, also they all are amazed by people in Ukraine, uh, by Ukrainian hospitality and uh, how Ukrainians uh, do things and uh, how they, they are ready to communicate with people, uh, to open their thoughts and hearts, uh, especially young people, how they are motivated to build a great country with a strong democracy. So for me, it is really important when I see people, they were coming to Ukraine without any expectations at all. And when they are leaving, they say, I will definitely come back with my family. I definitely want to travel around the country and to learn more about Ukraine. And I think it's amazing. That's why I also like my work, because I can uh, share Ukraine with uh, people all around the world. Is on your second question, and uh, if we will talk about exchange... Uh, it's also one of my favorite topics because I'm pretty much lucky enough. I saw the values of exchange from uh, different sides. I was an exchange student by myself. And then I got a chance to work uh, for exchange program for almost three years and uh, to communicate with exchange students. Uh, so I think that this is amazing and this is a great chance for young people, especially it's kind of still hard when you are 15 years old and you are leaving your family and you're going somewhere like through the ocean to people you don't know to a different country this is a great experience uh, but also this is a great chance to see a different culture and you know it is probably a stereotype in ukraine that well flag exchange program it's an exchange program between united states and ukraine and in Ukraine, there is a stereotype that United States are such amazing, great country with a great economy. Everything is perfect in this country. And we kind of look on them and we want to be like United States. And I believe, I, I mean, it's probably true because this is really a country with a democracy and with a good economy. Uh, but uh, it's, a, it's a chance to see it all on your own eyes to try it, to, to touch it, uh, to experience it and uh, to understand what you can take from this experience back to Ukraine and uh, how you can use this experience in Ukraine to make our country also better. So in the future, someone else will look in Ukraine and, want, and will want their country maybe to be like Ukraine. 
so uh, it's also a good chance to see that uh, not everything is great in the United States. There are also some maybe uh, bad things or things that uh, cannot be implemented in Ukraine, for example. And there is a chance to see uh, what uh, what things are better in Ukraine. So it's a great chance to compare and uh, it's a great chance to get this experience and uh, uh, what I know, when you're coming back from United States after exchange program, a lot of people start uh, start asking you, like, do you want to come back? Do you want to maybe move to the United States, live there? And mostly people, probably 80% of the exchange students, uh, they answer that, uh, no, I want to continue living in Ukraine, but I want to make everything to make Ukraine a better country. And uh, flex exchange students... There are a lot of them already because the program been in Ukraine for 25 years. And all of them are really the leaders now in Ukraine. There are a lot of uh, famous people. There are a lot of people who uh, do a lot of great initiatives, who work in the government, in other, other different spheres. But they do everything to make Ukraine better and uh, to build great economy, great democracy, and uh, to build uh, our country. So I think this is the biggest value of exchange. Thank you very much. And I can feel your pride, your involvement, and your activist heart and every single thing that you say. And to ask you a bit more to enrich this conversation, you love visiting small cities in Ukraine. Well, what are one or two or three cities that Many people don't really go to because they're small, but you love them and you wish to recommend them and maybe share why both with Ukrainian people as well as with foreigners who would love to be visiting those places and might be interested. Uh, well, I will probably not uh, like open something new for people because uh, it Fortunately, due to a uh, pandemic situation, when all the borders were closed, uh, like this summer and uh, 2020 year, uh, regional tourism became really popular in Ukraine. So people, Ukrainian people started to travel around Ukraine more and they started to learn about all the small, cool places where they can go which is, I think, really great because Ukraine also has a great perspective to build a super cool and uh, great tourism industry as well. Because as I said, we do have a lot of places. Uh, it's not only such big cities as Kiev or Odessa, uh, where you can go and have some rest, or like Lviv or Karpesians, which are the most famous places for tourists. Uh, there are a lot of smaller places, which, is, which are really also really super cool. So for example, this summer I visited uh, Kherson region, uh there are a lot of places there like you can go there for a week at least uh and so they also have uh azov sea there in Kherson region and you can like rest near the seaside uh, but also they have like uh pink lakes another place a great place to visit and stay uh, they also have a great uh, winery called uh, trubetskoy winery uh, they have a hotel near this winery, so you can also like spend the weekend there. And there are a great uh, natural resort, resort there. It's like one of the biggest uh, natural resorts in the whole Europe. 
and you can actually go there and see different plants and animals. Uh, so it's like a lot, a lot, a lot of places. Uh, the same thing this summer I visited uh, Bakota, uh, Bakota, it's Khmelnytsky region. Uh, it's a huge, huge uh, resort that was created after uh, 1916, I believe. I'm not sure about the year uh, when they were trying to build uh, a power power plant there. So they put all this water, and now it looks like I don't know. It's like big, big water resort uh, where people used to live, but now, of course, it's it's became natural resort and it's just amazing if you will see uh, the photos you would not believe that it's actually somewhere in ukraine and there are a lot of such places uh, i mean like in pretty much in every region of ukraine you can find something there are of course people mostly know about big cities uh, they usually go there but uh, 24 regions of Ukraine and each of them you can spend at least a week to see different castles, natural resorts, uh, wineries, uh, try food because in every region of Ukraine there are different uh, different tastes and different food. So this is pretty amazing and I'm really happy that uh, Ukrainians uh, they uh, became more interested in uh, Ukraine and in tourism in Ukraine. Thank you. And yes, one of the guests who is a lawyer from IQO spoke about this and about the Azov Sea and how he, him and his family used to think about going to Greece or Bulgaria during summer. But for example, last summer, they visited different parts of Ukraine. So this is wonderful. And you are in a very unique position where you can answer this question probably better than most people since you meet foreigners, you meet exchange students, and you visit Ukraine from the smallest cities to the biggest, from the most uh, known parts to the least known. And you have a lot of pride in Ukrainian culture. So the question is, if you were to describe what is the typical personality that is unique to Ukrainian people? For someone from abroad who never visited Ukraine, what details would you give? How would you describe it? Uh, well, if we are talking about uh, typical Ukrainian character, uh, it's probably, like if you will describe maybe a typical Ukrainian, uh, it will be a strong person who believes in uh, himself and uh, in his country. Uh, this is a people who are really hardworking, ambitious, and uh, people who are really friendly to anyone. So, yeah, this like, if to, if to say three, more, three most characteristics, it's uh, hardworking, uh, friendly, and... Uh, really people who are passionate about their independence. Thank you. And I imagine that describes you as well. Those three characteristics apply to you. And if people wish to connect with you, whether personally or to learn more about the media literacy program that you're working on and developing and that you moved into Zoom and online, and maybe they wish to participate, whether from inside Ukraine or not, what are the links to learn more 
and how to connect with you in the best way. Uh, well, I'm always uh, open to any conversation or questions on my Facebook page. And also, if people are interested in uh, learning about media literacy or learn more about our project, uh, they firstly, they can write to me. Uh, or they can also get. Uh, they can also learn about our online course, which is called Very Verified. It's a free one, so pretty much everyone can uh, go through it, uh, learn some information, and uh, it's uh, on both languages. It's on Ukrainian and English as well. That's why, like, if people are interested in media literacy, that's probably the first step. Thank you so much. Please share those links with me as I'll put them in the description. And it was a pleasure. I learned so much. And you're someone strong and working with pride for Ukraine. And I salute that. I thank you and have a great day. Thank you so much. Have a great day too.